Welcome back to the Corn Boys Podcast. I'm with uh, myself, my host, Archie Roden. And to my left, we've got Jackson Camp and Henry Shatterencamp. <laughs> and we have a special guest. We do. Jackson, would you like to introduce our special guest? My father is here today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Jackson's father. Uh, my name is John Camp. Welcome, John. Welcome. Thank John, you for having me. Where are you visiting me. us from? I'm visiting you from the uh, the heartbeat of America, from Kearney, Nebraska. Yeah, I got in this morning. I uh, I I got I left this morning and got in this afternoon to visit uh, Jack, and here we are, going straight to work. I it's respect great to have you I here. Like it. It's great to have you here. It's great you to know, be we out. never skip a beat. Of course, we're we're loyal to our listeners. Every Thursday. Boys. Every Thursday. <laughs> we will make that clear. We will be releasing an episode every Thursday, no matter what. Like we couldn't even get our regular room, but we're improvising. We're actually in a classroom right now. A couple of savages here. Getting it done. No matter Not how. following the rules. But we're here anyways. What, what, are we, what are we talking about this week? Well, today we've got, you know, not as many topics as, as normal. I feel like today's been a little bit of a slow week in the wild world of sports. Yeah. Um, but today, Henry, you want to tell us what happened today? What happened in the NFL? The schedule at least came out, Archie, which is pretty yeah. exciting. <laughs> I, I have a... Um, I have a favorite game that I'm looking forward to that was just released. I don't know if you have a favorite game. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what game I'm interested in week one is. What, what's that? Bills Jets. That's the one that I was thinking of too. Why were you thinking of that? Aaron Rodgers, same division as Josh Allen. First of all, that's really, really interesting. Um, can't wait. But Monday night, prime time, I believe it's in New York. Is that right? I believe you are right. <clears throat> so that stood out to me at least. Hostile environment, divisional yeah. game. And Absolutely. the Jets also, you know, I have seen many posts about how long their playoff drive has been as well. So it's going to stay. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Hot take. <laughs> you really don't no. think so? How I much don't. would you be willing to put on that? Oh, 10 bucks. Jackson, did you see anything that stood out to you about the uh, NFL schedule release? Uh, not much. I didn't really pay attention to it like you two. Um, but I saw my Broncos uh, play. Your pay- Broncos. You want to explain your fandom for the Broncos? My Broncos, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, kind of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, honestly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's up there with some <laughs> of the greats, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, he's going to get it done next year. I really believe. You believe Broncos. that strongly in Sean let's, Payton. Let's, let's ride, you know. <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. Um, the other thing that's interesting is the Jaguars actually have back-to-back international games. Yeah, in Germany, I think they have one in London, and then the next week they have one in Germany, which is interesting. I feel like that does not really happen very often where they have back-to-back games overseas. It's the first time. I, would I think, think it is the right? first time. And yeah. what's funny is that my Bears were actually going to play the Chiefs in Germany, but the Chiefs back out. What was that all about? Do you? I I don't know. They were afraid. just too they scared were to fl- play the Bears. Yeah, they were scared to play mm-hmm. us. I think that was a thing. The most thing I know about professional football is the Super Bowl has commercials. Is it um, – so I'm not exactly a, a professional football guy or have a deep knowledge of it. But are the international games something that happen a lot? Do they Are they doing that a lot? Are they like exhibition games? Or are they common. They've been doing I think they've been doing them more, yeah. Because I think the goal Roger Goodell talked about a year or so ago, like the goal in the long run is to have a whole division – that's international. Oh, really? So they don't have to then travel back and forth as much. And build fandom, like, right. kind of. So how, like many, how many do they have? I think one or two a year. Haven't they talked about, but they're doing like five or six this yeah, year. Yeah, this they're is a, a big lot. jump. And this is the, the Jaguars are always the team that goes. They, 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 they usually do well, like, like they, they do like London, like 
They do Germ- they're doing they Germany, do Germany yeah. Yeah. Mex- Mexico sometimes. They do Mexico City, yeah. I th- mm-hmm. Wasn't there talk about an NFL team getting put in in Mexico City? Mm-hmm. Or was that I would NBA? honestly love that if they had like international teams. I think it would be, be great. So cool. yeah. That's what I smell. I'm yeah. smelling a expansion. I'm smelling a spinoff, right? It feels like more money, right? global gotta, dominance. Yeah, I'm sure gotta that's in- right. you got to innovate as a sport somehow. Expand. Right, exactly. <clears throat> A um, couple other interesting things about the NFL schedule release. And we, we've kind of known who the opponents are going to be for each yeah. team. But now we kind of know what order they're going to be in. I just want to give a quick shout to my Bears. I think uh, hot t- – I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. But I think we could win all of our games at home this season. And let me, I'm just going to list off the teams that we play at home this season. Be the Packers, Lions, Vikings, Cardinals, Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, and Raiders. And I think all those – Games are, are winnable games. Whether or not that's going to happen, I think the Bears can win that game. Archie, we were talking about it earlier. <clears throat> the NFC North division, like as a whole, is is really up for grabs. It is. There's not a dominant quarterback like there has been with Rodgers. Except for Justin Fields. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but I think any team in, in a different world could win it, right? Is there a team that, that couldn't, right? No, I think I think it, it it's really up for the up in the air because yeah. the Packers they have a good roster, but they've got a totally unproven quarterback that yeah. could be dog shit or he could be really good. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears have a also a relatively unproven quarterback, but for other reasons, Who is been, confirmed dog shit. Oh, well, not really. <laughs> is Walter actually, Payton still playing for uh, Chicago? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. He's a running. They could use that's why they're gonna, that's why they're going to win every single home game. Yeah. Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Exactly. No, I think my Bears. I think I think we got a chance to be good. Yeah, you do. I mean, Absolutely. I think every team in that division, just because yeah. of it, it's there's no dominant quarterback. Who the, who there's the no pa- dominant defense. Who are the Packers going to now with quarterback? Is it oh, come on now, Jordan Love. Yeah. Jordan Love. Is he the future? You think he's the truth? He they said think on, he is. his mom's. His mom's coming down from the upper deck and getting the front row seat finally. Yeah, exactly. I saw Pat McAfee said something on a show where his, uh, there's a there's a a quote where. Love said, you know, I really appreciate Aaron Rodgers or whatever, but I'm the man now. I was, I was like, okay, buddy. like that's, I mean, I like the confidence. Yeah. I like You like to see the confidence a little bit. You know, I feel like I haven't touched on this. How are we doing today, guys? It's a beautiful day here in Eugene, Oregon. Cool we, we are in Eugene, We are in Eugene, Oregon. It's we are in hot. Eugene, Oregon. It's We're in hot. Global Scholar Self. If you want to come visit us, say hi. 1710, East 15th. Right. Have. Exactly. How are we doing today? Fantastic. It is so nice outside. Seriously. We just spent an hour or so. I think it was probably longer than an hour. That B-Reel was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe more than an hour. It was great. It's sort of a quintessential college day, it seems like. I was walking Mm -hmm. across campus. People are out doing the, you got your sand volleyball, you got your sunbathers, you got your people on your bikes walking around. It seems very, is is this typically the vibe here or is it, I'm picturing it as very rainy and sort of like... You know, choir. But and I haven't been here since school's in session. I mean, we came when we dropped you off and like visited once, but it seems like it's happening now. Is this or is this is this like uh, a unique day just because it's sunny out? You know, it it's been sunny the last couple of days actually, and I think when the sun comes out here, people come out. So like the rain keeps people away, and when the right. sun, when it's sunny, even if it's for a week in a row, people are outside all the time. I feel well. Like. So this is what it's been like for the for like about no, a week. It has. Consistently, everybody's outside. But cool. when it's when it's rainy, a little it's, spring fever. It uh, is, yeah. yeah. And we're not talking about spring fever much for the next summer. week. We're talking about summer fever because yeah. it's going to be ninety five this weekend in Eugene. 
uh, which is very abnormal. It's pretty un- uncanny, yeah. Very, very abnormal. I cannot remember. I'm from Portland. Uh, I'm, not, I'm sure I mentioned that podcast one you know, for our, <laughs> and two, our returning listeners. Um, well, for those of us who've lived in California, it's not insane. It's not insane, but it is insane for Eugene. Okay. It's it's very abnormal for, for Eugene. May 11th. Especially because it's been raining for right. the entire season. I mean, it's been rainy for way too long, honestly, if we're, you know, if we're being frank. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I want to talk about in yeah. terms of you know how we're doing. But um, I also want to talk about the NBA playoffs. Jackson, as we know, is a Warriors fan. <laughs> Some may say a diehard Warriors fan. How are you feeling about this series now, buddy? No, I'm feel I'm feeling pretty good. You know, the, I, cor- the corgis the corgis continuing to prove us <laughs> right. Um, uh, game six. I don't know if AD's playing. Um, I think he probably will. They, but he they said he left in a wheelchair after mm-hmm. game it's a five, scary. which is definitely like super scary. But I think he went into concussion protocol, and I think he's going to be fine probably. But they got the win, big win at home. Game seven could be back or will be back at home if they win game six. So I'm feeling slightly optimistic. Obviously, I'd love to be up, but... How do you think that game six is going to go? You know, it's 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 interesting. It's really whoever comes out and like plays well the first quarter or sets the tone, really, because it feels like in a lot of these games, especially the Lakers series, the team that has kind of like dominated first and kind of got that first six, seven-point lead has kind of stayed in the lead the whole time. So we'll see. Why is the Warriors your team? I have no idea. Bandwagon probably for all the audio listeners, but I don't really have a reason. California, I mean, it's really yeah, Bay from, Area, so it's from not. California, but not really. Like I should be a Lakers fan, if anything. Yeah, why are yeah. you not a Lakers? fan? You should be a Lakers fan. I don't know. I'm just because who likes the Lakers, Lakers man? Yeah. Steph Curry's sexy, man. I don't know. That's right. So do you want to explain the Corgi thing real quick? I got yeah, it. Yeah. So, so, so for if, audio listeners, for, for, so for most audio listeners, if if you're not aware, the Corgi uh, was I think an Instagram thing, right? I think it was TikTok actually. TikTok where this Corgi like like hit a basketball into like two trash cans and predicted the Warriors Lakers series. And so far he's five for five. So, and he's got wow. game six and seven going to the Warriors. He's like Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. Does he have a name that they need the a corgi. name in this corgi? Oh, I think the corgi. He's, he, does. he literally represents the whole dog breed now, I think. So. Well, his name is Air Corgi. Air Corgi. According to Air Corgi. Okay, okay, cool. Air Corgi has predicted every game so far. I think his NIL value has gone up significantly oh, since, this, since this video. Without a doubt it has. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the Lakers are obviously going back home mm. to uh, Crypto.com Arena or Center, Ugh. Crypto Center. No Staples Center. Center. I mean. It's a Staples Center. Let's be real. <laughs> and there's another, there's another game also. Uh, who was it last night that got didn't get eliminated? Was it? It was the was Knicks. Jalen Brunson yeah. had himself a night. Yeah. Nick stayed alive. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just going to... We have a, a game live right now. Oh, true. Boston, do we really? Boston, Boston Philly. Boston we Philly. Score That's a on big... That. I got it. I got it. Well, while you do that, let me give you the Nuggets update. Um, oh, yes. Henry, please do. So why are you going to give us the Nuggets update? As a diehard Nuggets fan. Because we took the dub the other day. Up to well, up 2-0. Where does your passion for the Nuggets come from, Henry? Being a fan. Bandwagon? <laughs> no, not a bandwagon. I've been, I've been a fan no. for a couple years. Okay. Um, not my whole life. But uh, definitely they were not the greatest team. I don't think they made the playoffs the first year. I liked him. Um, big Jokic fan. Love everything that he does, just the way he plays the game. Fun guy. Yeah. And uh, they were up 2-0. The Suns took two back at home in Phoenix. So this was a big game back in Denver two nights ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they got it done. It was close. We were watching yeah, it was I think, very part close of it, the right? End. Yeah. Well, it's a halftime. And, then, and yeah. then they came just and killed him in the second half, which is really nice. 
But they got to get the game tonight, and I saw DeAndre Ayton was out. Really? Whoa. So, could they finish it? Game six Big points Phoenix? in the paint for Jokic. Yeah, they could. I think I would love that. Get it done. Jokic but. goes out for 40, 50. Well, no, who is their backup center? They've got Jock Landale. I was going to say, is that who it is? Yeah, Jock Landale. I think that's their backup. I don't know how you know Well, that. considering anybody <laughs> listening to this is is already knows the answer because the game's over. Oh. What is your – why don't you offer some predictions mm-hmm. of where you think this is going to land? Uh, you guys are right? Seven. I mean – Yeah, I mean, I, I'm worried about Booker and, and, and Durant, obviously. He's so hot. And – the like role players for like both teams. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> arguably, you could go, you could say yes. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the role players have played better for each team at home, right? It's been a competitive each series. Each team has yeah. won all it the has. games at home. And so I think that Phoenix has an advantage there. I think Jokic will probably have a really good game defen- or offensively against whoever the heck, Lindale or whatever. Jock Landale. Yeah. I think so, anyone with the name Jock is going to get bossed by Jokic. I think so, too. But I don't know. I, Phoenix has got a lot of fight in them. We'll see. I, I, prediction, though, Nuggets win. Saying it right. What's the score? Uh, 113 to 108. Close game. Yeah, do you object to that, John, or do you? I, I have no clue. I just think it's fascinating. I'll be curious to see how close you how close you get to it. I think you guys should. There should be some sort of wager mm. or something that corn needs wager? to happen. Some sort of corn wager or something that uh, if you're, I don't know. Mm. Hey, it's not my show. Why am I trying to like adjust anything? <laughs> you know. Well, I know, John. I, we appreciate the insight, but again, it is not your show. <laughs> it is not, thank, you. thank you for putting it in my place, Jackson. What's the, what's the score? <laughs> Celtics. Of, oh, Celtics are up live by, update. Oh, never mind. We have a live by, update, everyone. Down by four. Okay. 69-65 Sixers. Two minutes to go in the third. Oh, it's this is winner go one. home for it's the, winner for the go Celtics. Home. Yes, it is. Where's it being? Well, played, actually, you know? it's, they go home regardless because if they win, they're going oh, back home. Thank you. Oh. So yeah. it's win and go home. It's, it is it's going home go regardless. Home. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think if the Celtics win this game, I think they've got a good chance of pulling out the series. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. shocked that the Philly. I have the too. Sixers have stayed in it. No, I have too. a lead. I feel like Embiid wow. is always never good in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and Harden, Harden too. I feel like Harden always yeah. chokes somehow in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you never know. This could be their series. If they get past Boston, they can get past anyone. I think. Oh yeah, definitely, certainly. I think both of those teams. Whoever wins is probably going to go to the finals. Yeah, for sure. But of course, you'd love to see the Knicks or the Heat. Make it. The Heat especially coming out of the play-in tournament, beating yeah. the number one team, and then going all the way to the NBA Finals. I'd love, the, I'd love the next one. How, though, I mean, how would we feel really? if it was a if it was a Lakers Heat Finals? I'd kind of want a rematch. Like that. Mickey, Mouse, well, Mickey Mouse. We want to. We want to get a Warriors bubble. Nuggets. Yeah. Warriors on. Nuggets. Corn Boys. A Warriors Nuggets. Western Conference Finals. That would be nice. Don't know how likely that is. But <laughs> I think we might have to. That might be a little rivalry within the. Podcast. Oh, you no, know, yeah. we don't want too much Definitely. too much bad blood going on between us here. We might have to place a couple bets at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm down if, it, if if they're in the conference finals together. Sign me up. My money's on the Nuggets, without a doubt, without a doubt. I didn't have to, no hesitation at all. Really? No You're co- more confident than I am. Oh, if the Nuggets, the Nuggets are beating whoever they play. The, let's I'd be clear. The Nuggets. That. No, I. I the Nuggets I totally are going agree. to the finals. I totally agree. It's going to be Nuggets versus Sixers or Celtics. It's one of those two. If, no if, if they can hold off Phoenix, they'll beat them in the finals. I, I totally agree. I feel pretty confident. Well, they're they're going to hold off Phoenix. They're winning 113-108 today. Oh, that's true. They're, 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 they already have. Check yeah. the box score. How many did the Jokic have for again? 42. I was just thinking that. No way. Let's go. <laughs> that was a dap up right there for our audio listeners. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I think I think now is a good time to transition <laughs> to uh, some more college football talk. Let's do it. So Henry uh, Henry Shadwinkle from Nebraska, of course, who's one of the corn boys. HS. HS. Sitting right here. <laughs> he sent a uh, he sent a tweet to me and JB a couple days ago about the best college quarterbacks in uh, in college football, and there was a little bit of you know there was a little bit of disagreement between us of you know where where the rankings were. So this this list has Caleb Williams on number one, Drake May at number two, which Drake I think May, makes sense. So underrated. I love both those Drake two May. are really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think we can all say we watched Drake May put on a show against Oregon in the Holiday Bowl last mm-hmm. season, and I had not really paid much attention to him before that game. And after that game, watching his tape is just unreal. He's, Dude's a baller. He is a baller. And then we have we have our own Bo Nix at number five, which is actually pretty interesting. Who's um, who's above him? What's three and four? So three and four is Michael Penix, Penix yeah. and then Jordan Travis from Florida State. I don't agree with those. Two I don't. At all. I don't Michael like, Penix above Bo Nix. I, I Michael think, Penix is good. He had a Michael good Penix is year good, last but year. but I think I would say in that UW Oregon game, I would argue that Bo Nix had a better game. He did, and he was, and it was only because Bo Nix got injured that we lost that yeah. game. Let's be clear. I think that's that's, that's undeniable. Fair. But then some of the more interesting ones um, down here, you know, further down the list, of course, this is top fifty. At number 36, we have Nebraska's Jeff Sims. And then in uh, who's, number who's 43, under that? <laughs> in number 43, we've got Iowa's Cade McNamara. Hmm. And this is not talking about weapons or supporting, you know, offensive coordinator or anything. This is pure quarterback talent. I think we're forgetting who Cade McNamara is and what he has done for the Michigan program. Tell us about who he is, Archie. Well, Cade McNamara, he took Michigan to the national championship game. He was a, you know, multi-year starter. It's not like he's some nobody. It's not like he's Spencer Petrus. He's mm. he is a good, good quarterback, and I I think I'd be hard pressed to, to say that Jeff Sims is any better than him. Jeff I Sims. Who, I respect the hate on your own team, by the way. Of Petrus. Of Petrus. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Petrus is shit. Yeah, he's awful. He he is the worst quarterback in college football <laughs> yeah. of anyone. He's worse than Chubba Purdy. Let's be. You know. He is. Yeah. He's really bad. Yeah. yeah. He's extremely bad. But uh, is he the current quarterback, or was he? He was last year. Last year, and he he was really yeah. Bad. For for anyone that does not know, Spencer Petrus was just absolutely dreadful. He should probably retire. He had like a one QBR. I'm he, sure. I I think on pretty much every statistic, he was the worst quarterback in college football last year. And it doesn't help that Iowa's play calling is like the most boring play calling ever. But it's still. Do you think Do you think Cade fits into that system though? Oh yeah, I I I, I, I think he does. Cade fits into any system, man. <laughs> That's not true. Now he does. That is not true. <laughs> no, I, I think I think he does because like Michigan was a very like run heavy offense with Blake Corman and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, so. it's a Big Ten school. He knows what he knows who he's playing. He's yeah. he's got experience against these guys. He's an upperclassman. And Iowa also just landed. I mean, this is unrelated, but Iowa just landed a five former five star wide receiver from Ohio State transfer. Um, what is it, Caleb Caleb Brown, Caleb Moore, something like that. We only sure. follow the real corn team. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. Three we'll see how there. that how that goes out this year, but. Yeah, I think I think I think having Cade McNamara at forty three is just is a little bit absurd. That's that's even below true freshman Dante Moore at UCLA. That is absurd. Hear me out on this though about Jeff. Simpson. I'm not going to hear that, you that out. That is a little weird. No, but hear me. It is. But hear me Dante out. Moore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, an awkward pause. All right, Cade McNamara. He's good. He's good. Right. I, I get that. that I know I did. But Cade <laughs> McNamara is good. He's decent. He led Michigan all the way to the the um, college football playoff. Right. And I don't. I'm, maybe Jeff Sims is, is ranked above him and, and shouldn't be, right? But 
I don't. I think that you can't take the receivers and the play calling out of this evaluation. But this I don't is, think that's, that's possible. Right. There, right there, that's I'm not saying what we're in the talking future, about. But I'm saying this next year, Jeff Sims is going to be better just because he's got a better offense coordinator. He's got better, not a better line, but a better receiving core, better running back maybe. And so I, would I just don't. I back. think that Jeff Sims, Jeff Sims will play better than I think Cade McNamara is. <clears throat> maybe Cade's a little more talented. He has definitely achieved more, more proven as a starter. But I think. Personally, I can't take that out of. It's really weighing like potential with like proven ability already. It is. If they made, but, but if they the made other, a list the of other things of that Jeff Sims has already played. Like you would have yeah. thought he would have seen some of that potential through, but he has really has had some underwhelming seasons at Georgia you, Tech. You keep bringing that up. That's underwhelming. I mean, it's, Georgia, it wasn't it's great, Georgia Tech. but it was Georgia Tech. <laughs> if Jeff Sims played at Michigan, all right. Well, now he's at Nebraska. I think it'd be a different so how, story. Nebraska has been a poverty team for the last how many years? New coach, man. How many years? Tell me. Rules we'll no, changing it. Seven. Uh, I was there when that started, and I was at the game where we knew it started. And it was um, uh, Bill Callahan, and we were playing Texas Tech. I think it was a loss. It was a brutal loss. And I was with a friend, and we realized this is bad. And what, what year was that, John? Well, it was probably Bill Callahan's first or second year, I think. Like, I don't know how long Bill Callahan was there, but... It, it it changed so seismically, like immediately. Yeah, and, when I was born, probably. Huh? Probably around when I was born. Yeah. Well, well, when you when you were born, uh, Frank Solich was fired fo- like a week before you were born. Because <laughs> I remember uh, he was fired right after the Thanksgiving game, and it was like, what? This guy's like nine and three or whatever his record was. It was, <laughs> and they fired him, and then. Yeah, they brought in Bill Callahan, and it's the West Coast offense, and Nebraska's a pass team, and it's been a little rough since then. Yeah, yeah it's been a drop. Really, do you remember that? What you thought of when they fired him? Like, what were you like? Oh, Frank Solich. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was a deal. It was like, uh, how did you feel? Were you? I mean, well, I wasn't. It was more like legacy stuff because it was like the, and they've been trying to claw back that legacy mm-hmm. ever since, even with Scott Frost. But it's like, it was. Tom Osborne's pick. Tom was going out. Frank played there. He was a coach under uh, Tom Osborne. I remember watching the news conference when Tom Osborne was retiring. It was like, oh my god, you know. And then Frank came in. And I don't know how long he was there, but it wasn't it's only uh, like four or five years. Yeah, it was four or five years. I yeah. think. but uh, he was his heir, and they just like cut it off. He was the heir, and Steve Peterson, who was yeah the first year, he, they're still trying to. Put him in jail. Get over that. Put him yeah. in jail. Well, yeah. the curse has been lifted. <clears throat> the curse has been lifted. Has been lifted. <laughs> Frank has, has said back. it's over. The curse is <laughs> over. Unspoken rule. That's right. Shout out to those who know. Shout out to those who know. If <laughs> that are sitting in this room. <laughs> What's the unspoken rule? Well, there's three people in this room. Then, and that's, you're okay. the fourth. Don't so. tell me that. Okay. Yeah. Good. You'll know soon. Okay, good. Soon enough. You'll know when you know. But, uh, yeah, anyways, that, that was our little quarter, college quarterback rankings. And there was another running back rankings one. And I won't lie, I'm not as familiar with the college running backs this season, I feel like that's a little bit more irrelevant to me. I think quarterbacks are like what draws you into college football a lot of the time. Just just a little quick snippet. Bucky Irving was too low on that running backs list. Bucky Irving was too low. Bucky Irving will be a dog. second oh. round pick. Something interesting. They did a tight ends one too. This is also a big game boomer to give a little shout out. Um, I don't think we should be shouting him out. I think this is some pretty bad stuff, honestly. I know, but I'm saying to shout out in a bad way. Sure. Um, Awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> Top 50 tight ends. Number Coming in all the way at number 50 was Arik Gilbert, um, the transfer that came in from LSU to Nebraska, which is very interesting because 
he ranks above Thomas Fazone, who we think is going to be the Nebraska's number one target at tight end this year. Um, and so Thomas Fazone actually tweeted out like the handshake emoji, like, yo, I'm coming, I'm coming for that 50 spot or whatever, but I don't think it's a shot yeah, at Gilbert. The, I think it's a shot. No, at not, not at Gilbert. It. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like, he's I like, I'm going to work, work harder. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, the only problem is that he's been a wheelchair the last four yeah, years. Yeah. So. He was the number one player in his class. He'll yeah. be just fine once he gets the thing. The thing I learned today, oh, yeah, but. Arik Gilbert was the, is the top composite tight end ever. Wow, that's incredible. Like out of high school. Well, I mean, he obviously incredible. hasn't. He dropped st- two passes uh, in the spring. Yeah, game. that shows that stars aren't Who everything because he's, he's not Brock Bowers. But I'm curious. Talking about you know uh, Sims or your guy from Michigan who's the quarterback. Like I'm curious where you guys stand with the Ducks because here you are like at a at a school that has arguably like one of the best programs, right? Right. And you know it's and and yet you're the Corn Boys. Mm-hmm. Do you and I remember when I was uh, when I was in college. This was we did have college back in my I, day. Back in my day, we did have college, and I remember everyone. Uh, I've told Jackson this too many times. Nebraska had won; they just come off winning. I think Scott Frost had just won the you know they just won the championship or split it with Michigan, which they didn't need to do. But um, they had just won a couple national championships, and I remember USC was so bad they had brought back their old coach. I can't remember his name. Um, from day from years earlier and I never went to a USC game because I thought they were so terrible and now it's like ridiculous to think that like USC was such a terrible team I wouldn't go because I was such a Nebraska fan and here you guys are talking about Iowa and Nebraska versus Oregon is there Oregon love or is that like a you have to split the love how does that how does that work so I'll jump in I've been an Oregon Ducks fan for my entire life. Yeah. So it's been Nebraska and Oregon top two. And this is any sport, any NFL, NBA, whatever. Yeah. These are my top two teams. Really? Yeah. And for Since I was probably seven. So for me, at least, I've loved Oregon. And, and we just happen to be talking about Nebraska. But we could have a whole other podcast with really? Oregon. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at. Are you but, the same way? I'm, I would say I'm the same way. Yeah. Well, my one of my dad's best friends, we lived with him for a little a time as well. And, uh, you know, he, was, he went to University of Oregon. That's the reason I'm a Ducks fan. So I've, I've been a Ducks fan my whole life. And, it, you know, I'm from Oregon. You know, you know right. my family is, is an, an outlier from moving from Iowa to Oregon. But then my dad, you know, picked up the Ducks, right. you know, fandom as a result of moving here. And that's, Jackson almost didn't come here because he hated the Oregon football team so much. I'm, te- I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, I no. think but – they're, but they're a team that is, to me, they're a team – well, you go. I'm curious what – Well, uh, I'm kind of similar to you. Like, yeah. I – like I never was an Oregon Ducks fan. I actually didn't like Oregon because we played them in like 2016 or right. whatever and lost. Right. And um, but no, I'm I'm growing to like them and I like them because they're good at some things. Yeah. Like like I'll go to like the football games because they're amazing and like I love seeing good sports and good right. teams play. And so and it's the first year too. So eventually, like as we get down the line, I think I'll grow more fond. And even after graduation, yeah. I'll probably be like some of it's partly like some of those those teams like. Ohio State or some of the ones that are just consistently great yeah. are for me incredibly easy to hate. Yes. And um, oh, yeah. and Oregon, I think, has always been a team that's easy to like. I don't know if it's because I like Oregon or they're the flashy with the I uniforms. The they got a duck. It's a little weird, oh, it's, it's right? Fun. The ducks is such a weird like. Oh, a duck. they're not even tough about a duck, but they own it. So there's something fun about the culture of it. And I it do is. think it's a team that's easy to like. But I was just kind of curious yeah. where you guys stood with it. No, I agree with that. I think that's a good point. Yeah. That, so two quick things. The first, that is interesting how we probably have different 
ways that we go or different um I guess experiences at the Oregon games because for me it's I grew up watching Mariota and yeah. Herbert and so this is it is kind of my team sort of right with Nebraska yeah. but for you it's this I don't is know a new I don't know the yeah. people I'm still learning the team the names of all the guys right it's totally different and totally then new. also I think part of the reason why it's the Corn Boys is because everyone here is an Oregon fan so yeah. you know we found we something our little to group yeah this to, is our little yeah. bind us and to separate us yeah. as well. right yeah. exactly I like it yeah. Um, and then I think, John, we just wanted to ask you a couple of questions, you know, oh, obviously boy. being from Nebraska. Hot seat. Yeah, hot seat. Um, we would like to ask you, you know, what do you think the, the Nebraska record this year and what do you think about rules so far? I know you touched on that, you know, this feels like a different, you know, a different kind of thing this year. But, you know, how, how are you really feeling about that? Well, Jackson's holding up six fingers. Is that what we're saying? You're hoping for six? Uh, I think six would be a little bit of underwhelming. No, so. six is the Vegas number. Six is the Vegas number. Is it? Yeah. I have no idea what they're – I think it's going to be harder than, you know, uh, everyone thinks. But I do – look, I'm I'm a sucker. Like, I'm an emotional football uh, watcher. I'm, I know nothing about, like, oh, here's who's great and here's who's terrible. And, and you know, like, uh, in terms of the other teams. I mean, I get, I get it. I know who's going to be a tough – a tough team to beat. And I, like the schedule for Nebraska last year, the fact that they didn't win every game was a little sad. Um, but, uh, but I'm all, I'm all about it. And I'm always like, I'm always like sadly super optimistic. But He's drinking I, the Kool-Aid. I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago and it just, but also like, I remember all those games, like I remember Orange Bowl after Orange Bowl. Nebraska always lost the Orange Bowl. And Tom Osborne could never win the championship. It was like, oh, my God. He was there for however long, 25 years, and it's like 23 years or whatever. And he couldn't he couldn't win the championship. But he won two championships, you know? And it's like over time, like we say in TV, don't judge me on one episode. Judge me over the course of the series, right? Like, sure. So I think um, I am, again, optimistic. I think he's – I love Matt Rule's like – just the culture, the way, you know, the way he seems to embrace who he is, I think, fits. He's not super flashy. He seems like I follow all the stuff on Instagram and see sort of like whatever the team building stuff, you know. What was the stuff I saw the other day? The mom sacking their yeah. players and stuff. I'm like, come on. It's a little cheesy, but it's kind of like, how can I not feel good about this? You it, know, so I think there's st- yeah. I think he's in a really good place culture wise. And I do think there there was something I don't know what was broken because I was a huge Scott Frost fan. And I'm like, this is it. And it just clearly was not. <laughs> Henry told me something the other day, which I think really resonated with me, and I think you would enjoy too, is uh, I think Matt Rule is the person that everyone wanted Scott Frost to be. Like, I think that's probably like right. The guy I, I like, think Nebraska-rooted. Like, he's also just personable, right? Like, yeah. he's not. it's not exactly like, community. with all respect to Tom Osborne. I mean, you know, Tom, Tom wasn't exactly like Mr. Charisma, you know. I mean, he's he's a very sort of turtle, very like, yeah, just very kind of uh, not super exciting. But I think I think Matt Rule is super. Um, I love his energy and I love everything he's saying. And I and I think he's also said, look, like dampen your expectations a little bit. It's not gonna, you know, like we're not gonna turn this around overnight. And so um, I, I'm a I'm a fan of the guy. So my hopes are high. But that that's your record nickel, prediction. I don't even know how many games they're playing. What, what do you think? What do you think <laughs> is Nebraska's ceiling? You think it's is it a bowl game? Are they getting to a bowl game this year? How how many wins do you think I, they can I, get? I I'd have to look at who they're playing. I I and I'm going to look at those teams and I'll be like, oof, ugh, uh oh. Yeah. You know, if it's like, like again, my 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 point of view is so screwed up because I used to be like, 
oh, we're playing the Wyoming Cowboys? That'll be a fun one. That'll be great. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit, we're playing the Wyoming Cowboys. We're playing Georgia Southern. Are we going to? Yeah. <laughs> like, are we going to beat these teams? Like, um, so I have no idea. I, I have no – I'd be happy if they won. I'd be thrilled if they won six games. I think that's you know? how most – And that six is the bowl game number, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's – That would be a that's huge a thing. If they, could get a, if they could get a bowl game, that would that's be a huge – Even if it's the GoDaddy Supreme <clears throat> – Taco yeah. pizza. It'd be the most pizza bowl game. Most fans at a GoDaddy Pizza Supreme game <laughs> yeah. ever. I guarantee you, it that. will be insane. Once oh. Nebraska gets to a bowl game, like yeah. it will be like yeah. it'll be. Crazy. I think that will that will mark the. That's like you know you think about like exponential curve. Mm. That's like right when right. it starts Hopefully. hitting. Yeah, it no, is, so. but I am curious. Are are people going? Because mm-hmm. we went to. Uh, I'm curious. How, how how many people are going to show up at the uh, Coach Prime's uh, game? Is that going to be? Are there going to be Nebraska fans there or none? That. What do you guys think? If we can get tickets, right? Wasn't there a whole thing yeah. about Colorado not wanting? Yeah, they're trying this. to not sell the tickets. But yeah. so what? Those guys well, are they I think not going to sell out tickets? Of fear. They they don't want the Nebraska fans. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. As a bystander, like I am not anywhere close to as invested to Nebraska is, but I I can feel there is just a different energy around the program this year. When, when you have a Twitter poll about the best coaches <laughs> in college football and Matt Rule barely loses to Nick Saban, that shows you the fan base. and, and The passion. The, I the think passion. the passion could really like, carry them through this year. What, honestly. he got fired from his NFL job, hasn't coached in college three years. in three years, and he's Twitter polling. <laughs> Second best college football yeah. coach this year. Yeah, I have, a, I have a good vibe because I think the curse was also lifted. I think we were – Jack and I were at – the curse, we and we knew we the were at the curse. first modern after curse. The, the post curse. It was the second curse, yeah. cur- the sequel. Yeah. We were at <laughs> the first. It was so ugly. We were at the f- Scott Frost's first game. <laughs> the music's pumping. Here comes the kickoff. The everyone is so pumped up. The beginning of a new dynasty and <laughs> lightning strikes. <laughs> like literally, lightning strikes on the kickoff. Game is postponed. Jackson's like. This game is not. We should just leave. I'm like, we have to wait and we have to watch. It's like, no, it's every, it's 30 (laughs) minutes after every strike. This is going to be, we left. And then we're like, all right, well, this year it'll be different. (laughs) This year. And we go, it was different. And the one game we went to, it's the game where he got fired on the, we're driving home. We're (laughs) like, wow. We were there at the ugly beginning and at the ugly end. It was like, and, and again, you could feel it in that game, right? Like we were, we went to that game. We, I can't remember who we were playing. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> and we were like, ooh, that was just like a bad hangover. And on the drive home, it was like, don't talk now what? Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, he's fired, you know. Anyway. So, John, you'd say that's you're, my optimism. You're like, you're as emotional as Jackson is because, you know, when Jack, you know, when Nebraska loses a game, it's a. It's dark. It's dark. <laughs> it's a dark, it's dark place <laughs> in the Boca Camp so I tell you what. My, uh, my childhood home where uh, there used to be, there was a. We would drive by and laugh because there was a tree in the front yard that after we moved out, the guy who um, the family that bought the house, there was a Nebraska game and Nebraska lost. And he went out to trim the trees afterwards. And he was so angry. This tree was just like cut clear <laughs> up. It had like barely anything at the top. And so it was this constant reminder of how how angry and passionate he was about. the Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. About the about the um, I'm sure the loss. Um, but uh yeah, so I'm I'm optimistic. Sure, sure. And then, uh, I, you know, just to close out the podcast, we'd, we'd like to ask you, do you have any good stories of Jackson that come up in, in the top of your head from Jackson oh as boy. a kid? Wow. In what in what context? Oh, man. What you know, what was Henry? You want, 
Just something to giggle <laughs> like about. Football, like, is there a like, no, just like, or, oh, you know, little Jackson. I don't know. Boy, something give, Jackson, help me. Give There's got to be something. Give tendencies. me a, what's the first thing that comes to I don't know. Don't put this on me. Yeah, he's really not very funny and not very <laughs> not very exciting. No, I mean I I mean, gosh, let me think about it. this. I is how you know we didn't prepare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel you guys didn't talk to me about this in the pre-interview. I was no, uh, we didn't. Yeah, we left that one out. We wanted it to be kind of like a as a preliminary guest. We'd like to surprise. <laughs> um yeah, I guys, that's that's the worst that I don't really have like a, a rock star story for you, but uh, I could make one up. Well, this isn't made <laughs> up. We were um, we were here's how tough of a kid he is. We were um, this must have been he was probably six and maybe five. I know what you're gonna and say. we were uh, <laughs> what? No, just keep going. So we were horseback riding in the Platte River. What? And <laughs> and this uh, there was a. a it was starting a storm in the distance, and there was a, uh, a the lightning clap. Like mm-hmm. there was this loud lightning clap, and Jack got thrown off this horse. His f- right foot got caught in the uh, stirrup, you know. The uh, oh, you know, right. and he was dragged. It must have been a quarter mile down the <laughs> yeah. Platte River. Oh my no, God. none of that. <laughs> but that would have been like that would have been a great memory. Right? <laughs> what were you going to say at five? Uh, and like I. <laughs> Like choked on the like peppermint. Oh, pits. that was that's a great story. Yes. So um, I'm always worried about people choking. I don't know why. It's like that seems like a horrible way to go. And we that's were nice. we were driving. We went to a Mexican restaurant. We're in the back seat. This is a great story. Yeah, we're in the back seat, and or he was in the back seat in like a. You must have been like two. You were you were oh, yeah. really little. He was still in a in like a car seat, and he had a mint, and like one of those circle lifesavers like mints. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, and he's choking on the mint. And I'm in the driver's seat. Was mom in the back seat? I was too. All I remember is the way he got out, he throws up all over the back seat into the speaker, the little mesh on the speaker of the car. But he survived, and he's here today. And, and now uh, I'm speaking about the cornbread. And now oh. you're speaking about it, yeah. Well, That's shout right. out to Jackson for surviving that scary yeah. incident. And uh, Jackson, like, we'd like to do a little outro music. We'd like to give a one last round of applause for John Bogenkamp for being on the yeah, show today. So, so glad I could be so helpful, guys. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure you'll want me back next week. Uh, so, do you have a corny uh, joke yes. for us as we sign off? No, the only corny joke I love. Do you know Chuck Norris jokes? I know Go who Chuck it. Norris is. Do you know who Chuck Norris is? Oh, yeah. oh my God, you guys. Do you know Chuck Norris jokes? This is like a thing. I don't know about Chuck Norris jokes, but oh my I know God. Chuck you, Norris. The, so there are so you're gonna have to look up Chuck Norris jokes. Your audience needs to go Google Chuck Norris jokes. Right. For there are so many of them. Uh, I'll tell you jokes. the one I, I was looking up. Uh, let's see, uh, Chuck Norris uh, doesn't strike gold. Gold is the byproduct of Chuck Norris roundhousing, <laughs> kicking rocks. Uh, you know, like there's there's too many there's too many great Chuck Norris jokes. So. Uh, you know, Chuck Norris plays Django with Stonehenge. They're, they're, these are terrible, but uh, Chuck Norris uses pepper spray to season his meat. Right? There's no, there's nothing better than a Chuck Norris. The ultimate. Joke, so there's nothing better. He's the ultimate. There's nothing better. All right, thank well, you guys for having well, me. Well, thank you for telling us that corny joke. And to our audio listeners, look up Chuck Norris jokes. This has been episode three of the Corn Boys podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.